Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, uh, how you feeling? I felt better. Um, I've I've uh, taken my my second dose of the Bill Gates 5G uh, magnetization potion. Um, got right. that yesterday. Went into Walgreens. Uh, what a fucking shit show! What a what a mess! Um, you know, first Monday after Christmas weekend and uh, everyone's got COVID <laughs> and right. they're all running to Walgreens because I mean, like Walgreens pharmacies are, are it's not it's not just like a pharmacy counter. You know, you work in a pharmacy. It's like these have become like little, you know, the frontline clinics that most Americans have access to. It's three weeks right. out a little while ago. It's like for mi- tens of millions of Americans, the only, you know, contact with a doctor or nurse they have is at the place where they buy their box wine. <laughs> So, um, so I got the Pfizer booster. I had the J and J back this uh, this April, and they all said right. everyone said, "Oh, if you got the J and J, that was like the the weak sauce one, so you got to get the booster." And since I was home for the holidays, I was just like, "All right, let's do this shit." Um, and I was told that you know this one might have a little bit more of an effect. Uh, back in April, when I got the J and J, my arm was sore, but that was about it. But now that it's been right. over twenty four hours since I've had it, I feel. Pretty shitty, honestly. I feel fatigue. I feel like my lymph nodes are a little, little bulgy. Um, yeah, like under the armpit, kind of swollen pain. Nah, not there. Mostly yeah. just in my throat. Uh, I feel it a little bit. Um, might have a mild, maybe mild fever, like very less than a degree. You know. Right. Right. Um. And yeah, I mean that's that's what you. It's it's what I looked up the the side of. I mean, not really that's, side that's, effects. That's it's, like it's, all of you know. That's yeah, like it's it's how you know that it's working. Your body's building up antibodies, but I I definitely feel more fatigue and feel like I've got like. Yeah, I feel like I went on like a huge bender last night. Is what I feel <laughs> like, but I didn't. I didn't. Right. Um. So I'm chilling here in this uh, hotel room. I'm kind of midway um, back to going back home. So. It's like half the way by car, half the way by train, and the train comes at like eight in the morning. So there's always a hotel stop involved. And I realize that we've never recorded the show while I've been uh, in a hotel room before. And I don't think you really can call yourself a real podcaster if you've never recorded live from a hotel room. Well, and you know, it's funny. This is episode 237. So, you know, much like room 237, this episode is going to contain uh, nothing but horrors from here on out. Oh, my so, God. So it is fitting that you're in, in a hotel room because shit i haven't even like looked in it see what's in the in the you tub check right the bathtub now. Yet? yeah <laughs> hey there's a pretty lady in there oh hey hey uh, why don't you go I, uh go chat her up make out with this pretty lady who's <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh, yeah. man. So, 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 that was so scarring the first time i saw that like when i was pretty young and saw that movie i was just like fuck man All right it's like well um, i'm gonna be a virgin for at least four more years now right, right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Well, you know, obviously this is going to be a COVID heavy episode um, because uh, everybody on the fucking planet has COVID right now. Uh, You know, multiple members of my immediate family have COVID. Um, You know, the case rates are like sky high and New York is is eclipsed the the peak in like daily uh, case totals. Like like in the initial peak back in March of 2020, in March and April, and then the second peak, which was like, you know, like right before the vaccine rollout, sort of. Uh, it, they've New York has skyrocketed past those, as has Connecticut, and you know, like with the early 
uh, waves of this that is like a portent for what's going to happen in the rest of the country because you know typically it'll roll out from there um and yeah it's it's really fucking bad uh and you know it's seemingly uh, we've gotten to the point where you know the cdc has always been extremely circumspect from the beginning on like covid guidelines and covid advice and covid recommendations um and you know they've always kind of protected capital interests but you know there was at least some semblance of of attempted public health guidance early on the pandemic i mean you also had people like fauci lying about you know whether or not people needed masks because he wanted to make sure that they you know had enough for healthcare workers uh you know because god forbid you just treat people like adults and tell them like hey don't hoard things like just you know you can you can get some but don't you know like it's just again it, it as soon you, as you, you tell public, public trust don't hoard things you're gonna have half the country be like they don't want us hoarding it get them all <laughs> like that's <laughs> well, just... that, no right but but and that's what happened anyway and then you still right. have people that don't fucking <clears throat> wear the like right masks or even wear you know it's just they they eroded public trust from the beginning and it's never recovered and now <clears throat> excuse me we got what uh a situation like today i, I really feel like <laughs> I, this is a side note but i really feel like um that that scene in the in the stand where like it, where the radio host is like clearly like broadcasting with uh captain trips and like everybody in the country has captain trips and they're all just like in various stages of like oh yeah 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 we have it but um it's not too bad yet versus like some people are like dying in the street like everyone's fucking has it right now it's it, it's really like unreal like if it tests it like it, the connecticut rate today was like 15 percent positive which is i mean that's like alabama at the height of like pre-vaccine mm-hmm. you know fucking first wave <clears throat> well testing. we're hearing the infection rates going through the roof but it it doesn't seem like the fatality rate is matching so it 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 does hopefully fingers crossed seem like uh, a lot of these are breakout cases of people who were vaccinated and what they're getting is not putting them in the hospital. It's right. Well, so it's certainly it, the fatality rate is a lot lower. I mean, my, I do have some concerns because the hospitalization rate has gone up like significantly, like 70, 80% hmm. over the past month or so. And you know, you don't go to the hospital if you're having a mild case, like that's the big, selling point of omicron which is what they're trying to use as justification for shoving people back into the fucking coal mines is oh well yeah you know everyone's gonna fucking get it but it's super mild so don't worry about it um which i from the you know from the start was like that seems like a really um uh, circumspect like i i don't i I wasn't sure if i believe that from the get-go because it just seemed like a pretty uh broad statement um and it's just you know i i I just i i feel like they like they just say shit like this now because it's it's you know obviously a a thing of convenience for them and um the other thing was like they were saying oh omicron's get the dominant strain in the country right now um and then they came out today and we're like well actually delta is a lot more prevalent than we realized uh it's how, still the, how ironic that delta is more prominent being that uh the ceo of delta airlines is apparently in charge of the cdc and dictates the policy right well it's it's funny because it almost seems like they knew delta was more prevalent but they lied about it going into the holidays and said that the less uh severe strain was more prevalent so that people would just 
you know, ignore guy, ignore any kind of caution and just, you know, say, yeah, whatever, you know, let's just, it's fine. If I have a little COVID, I'll just go to work. It'll be fine. You know, it's a holiday season, but now they're like, oh yeah, no, but by the way, Delta's still pretty fucking prominent. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned, as you alluded to, the CDC came out today, um, days after, uh, the CEO of Delta publicly called on the CDC to reduce the quarantine time of positive COVID cases from five uh, from excuse me from 10 days to five days um and he came out today or, and uh, you know or he came out the other day and said that and then the cdc came out today and uh you know weirdly they they announced that uh, people who are who test positive for covid uh are fine to just quarantine for five days and as long as their symptoms are uh gone or are receding or are you know yeah, as long as you can lie about it as long as you can lie about your symptoms you can go back right. to work basically. right so you could still have symptoms as long as they're starting to wane which means you're still fucking contagious and you're still positive and you're still emitting uh covid you know germs obviously if you're still fucking symptomatic uh but no it's fine go back to work like no you know <clears throat> requirement in there about like hey you know get two negative tests and then you can go back to work like it's just literally you know this is the bare minimum that we that would that you know or this is the the maximum that will allow and then you just you know now your employers can can pressure and force you to go back to work after five days um regardless of how you feel because a lot of people feel uh even worse after the initial five day dose or after the initial five days Mm -hmm. you know infected i mean there are people like a lot of people were sharing around test results like rapid test results where they're like oh here's my first day testing positive and it's like a faint line on the rapid test and here's my eighth day testing positive and it's like a dark pink line so like that's you know this is not a situation where you could just blanket say like hey you know five days eight days ten like that's why 10 days was there because it's a pretty uh safe you know bet that you'll probably be okay right. 10 days after you initially test positive you know if only people had doctors they could go see and consult with <laughs> right <laughs> instead of just let the let the ceo of their fucking airline decide it for them so i don't have much to read this week but i <clears throat> i did have a little bit on the, the delta thing yeah um because this is just i mean it's just like of, of, of course this would be how we end up you know, is, right. is whatever industry is most lucrative and most at risk of losing profits is going to dictate the the Center for Disease Control's uh, policy recommendations. Um, so this is a headline here. President of Flight Attendants Union slams CDC for shortlisting quarantine period for asymptomatic people. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention shortened its quarantine guidance for asymptomatic people who test positive for COVID-19 from 10 days to five days on Monday, but a flight attendance union said the change was not driven by health and safety. Sarah Nelson, president of the Association of Professional Flight Attendants, CWA, yeah. uh, issued a statement on Monday criticizing the CDC for reducing its recommended COVID-19 isolation period to five days. Quote, we said we wanted to hear from medical professionals on the best guidance for quarantine, not from corporate America advocating for a shortened period due to staffing shortages, Nelson said. The CDC gave, again, quote, the CDC gave a medical explanation about why the agency had decided to reduce the quarantine requirements from 10 days to five, but the fact is it aligns with the number of days pushed by corporate America is less than reassuring. End quote. On December 21, Delta Airlines sent a letter to the CDC requesting 
requesting. The agency altered the re- recommendation to five days, saying flight disruptions could occur if the agency maintained the 10-day guideline. The letter was signed by Delta CEO Ed Bastian. Bastian? I don't know how to say his fucking yeah. name. Delta's medical advisor, Carlos Del Rio. And Delta oh, their medical advisor. advisor. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah. I'm not a doctor, but I play one on Delta <laughs> Airlines. And Delta so senior vice, yeah, and Delta senior vice president and chief of health officer Henry Ting. Article ends with this line: Unlike other carriers that negotiated incentive pay for their employees, Delta, whose workforce does not have a flight attendance union, did not, according to Nelson. How so, is that legal? Like, how is so, it legal if there's a flight attendance union that you're not? I, it, what, they're not unionized they're not unionized and here's the thing if they're if they're short staffed because of covid then you offer incentive pay aka overtime to your healthy employees to make up for it that's what you fucking do as a giant international airline but because they're not union they're like well we don't have to negotiate that with our employees so fuck all y'all and guess what we're not going to fucking comply with the cdc in fact we're going to tell the cdc what the new policy is so and they're going to enact it like fucking day later. So yes, yeah. sir. Dr. Fauci just said, Oh, you want us to shorten it? Uh, how high? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So in 2020, Delta spent $4,740,000 on political donations. Oh, that was just, that was in one year. How generous of them. Uh, Delta spent close to that amount, $4,290,000 on lobbying in 2020. And, and here's the kicker. Uh, Delta donated f- exactly $448,233 to Joe Biden, and Delta donated $4,400,019 to Donald Trump. Like, you oh, could weird. not shave it closer. <laughs> it's like it's the, almost like they were hedging their bets. The, the, the difference there is like a rounding error. Yeah, and... <laughs> <laughs> so somebody posted a whole thread on their political donations, and I replied to it. I was like, "Why would Russia meddle in our elections like this?" <laughs> like, yeah, it's it, it's really fucking disgusting. But you know, it, it's not a, it's not at all unexpected. The CDC has been a political arm of whatever administration's in power, and every administration that's been in power has been focused primarily on the economy and making capital happy. Um, I do have some other CDC uh, updated guidances from today that uh, I, I want to read out. I'll just read out some tweets uh, because a lot of sure. there are a lot of, a lot of people reporting on updated CDC guidance. Uh, Frederick Joseph on Twitter reported that uh, the CDC re- uh, really watched "Don't Look Up" and was like, "Man, good idea." Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the uh, let's see, uh, uh, Silent Nate uh, on Twitter uh, reported that the CDC just announced that you can fill a theme park. With dinosaurs again, if you really learned your lesson last time. <laughs> that's fucking great. Oh, my God. Um, see, uh, I don't uh, even know our, what that's a reference to, and that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Our buddy, uh, bless the rains down in Castabir, uh, tweeted out that the CDC announced that uh, I don't have to tell anyone else in the group that a zombie bit me a few miles back. Um <laughs> uh ariel dumas reported that the cdc just announced that you don't actually have to wash your hands just get the fingies a little wet (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, R.A. Smith also reported that the CDC now recommends if you're worried about infecting your family, you should never physically leave your place of employment. So, you know, a couple of updated COVID guidelines from the CDC to go that's, that's along. That's smart. That's smart. I mean, you don't you want to take your work home with you, you know, like that's just not <laughs> right. fair to the people you love, obviously. Right. Right. So, I mean, this is, you know, this this just caps off a, a, a real fucking banger of a week for, for Biden, who who's just gone full bore like you're on your fucking own people type thing at this point. Uh, you know, it, it's it's clear that that was like a decision that was made because they saw how fucking contagious Omicron is and were like, well, so, I mean, everyone's going to get it. You know, I mean, we could just, you know, actually lock down. Uh, legitimately and pay people to stay home and like do what china does uh and you know actually fucking save people's lives uh but that would really you know upset the markets so uh that's obviously not even on the table so really the only alternative to that is is just you know the the initial fucking response that everyone's hair was on fire about rightfully so of like well just let it tear through the vulnerable population uh and you know, we'll get out on the other side of it. The, the the fucking eugenics approach of the initial Republican response in, you know, when Trump was president, uh, which, you know, is is essentially what we've done for the last two years. I mean, you know, they, they've they've made like little hand waves at like trying to, you know, do do preventative measures. But really, they've just let it tear through us. I mean, you look at our numbers and any did, other fucking did countries. We, um... That interview that uh, Trump did with Candace Owens, that hadn't come out yet when we recorded last week yet. And he looked more like on point presidential and sounded more like out in front of the vaccine, why the vaccine was great than he's ever sounded before. <laughs> You're right. And even, was... and even with Candace Owens was like, yeah, but what about the fact he just like totally shut her down? Yeah. And no, she had was... no it was it was hilarious because he like this is how Trump's <laughs> going to get reelected. We're going to have four years of this fucking covid disaster and Trump's going to be like. Who brought you the Who brought you the vaccine? Who brought you the the fucking stimulus? Uh, who put you know the student debt payments on halt? You know, and it, he's gonna right, and he's, he's gonna, gonna run to the left of Biden on the pandemic and win. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Biden's gonna play right into it because he, at his core, just refuses to do anything to help fucking real people because that's not who he is. It's never who he's who he's been. Um, but I mean, really, like I was talking to you the other day, I found that article with a bunch of like numbers from China, but just to give a broad strokes, uh, overview, uh, on the mainland of China <laughs> where there are, uh, orders of magnitude, more people than the United States. I'm not sure how many billion people are in China, but it's significantly 1. more 4. than 1.4 1. significantly more yeah. than the 350 million or so that are in the United States right now. Um, they've had 101,000 cases. Uh, and 4,636 reported deaths uh, versus the United States, which has a uh, markedly smaller population, which has had uh, 53.2 million cases and uh, to, the, to China's 100,000 and 819,000 deaths. So, that, so we've had eight times as many deaths as they've had cases in China, the place where the fucking, you know, the the uh the virus uh, you know allegedly originated and again you know there's conjecture about that whether or not it actually started there if this is like a another spanish flu situation where we just named it that to, sure you know, but we, we that, Anthony, but. we can't just send home at home tests to every american the way they do in sweden we have so many more 
people in our population than they do. It just doesn't it doesn't scale up is what I'm trying to say. Right. No, of course. Of course. This is again, again, you know, fucking uh, this is capitalism at work because there is no such thing as can't like there are governments, you know, and for whatever you say about China, you know, and obviously I think a lot of what's wrong with China is their more capitalistic uh, inclinations in, in the modern age. But it's certainly at least at its core, a government that's designed to help people versus to, you know, serve capital like like a communist government, at least in its charter is there, you know, at, at the behest of, of, you know, the communal good. It's not at the behest of the, the fucking, you know, the richest fucking people in the country. And uh, you look at their response and our response and you're like, well, OK, what's your excuse? Because they have, you know exponentially more people than we do and uh exponentially more dense cities and you know in certain parts of china i mean the the actual landmass of china is very empty i mean everyone lives in very fucking you know relatively uh packed areas uh, uh, when you actually look at the landmass of china yeah yet they managed to fucking almost completely deaden the virus you know from the start and, and of course they've had outbreaks uh mainly because you don't live in a vacuum you know you have the, this fucking disgusting disease-ridden neighbor to your to to the west uh who are just refused to do anything to care for themselves um but Wait, who is that 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 would be us unfortunately oh um, gotcha i thought you meant i, like, you I, I don't know, mean like on their border no 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 um i was like but, that's that's kind of harsh to say about pakistan but okay <laughs> <laughs> no no unfortunately we're we're the filthiest country in the in this uh this entire fucking world but um statistically but yeah i mean and it's it's just like that is completely doable they've done it there they've done it in other fucking countries they did it in australia and unfortunately you know it was so uh unpopular with the with the fucking right-wing uh nut jobs in that country that they had just elected a far-right government so i'm sure that they're gonna try to match us in in terms of uh daily rise in covid cases once that government takes power oh, and they yeah. strip Australia all really fucking... is the worst it's it's like you know how every time you you realize you're arguing with the turf on twitter <laughs> right, like, yeah. they're from the, the uk or australia like there's right. a fucking reason for that shit oh no 100 percent um i want to i just want to play because uh fauci was making the rounds today and of course you know he is the the chief propagandist because he still has this fucking completely unearned undeserved reverence uh from liberals um you know just as other quick side note i you know we're we're talking about it off air we're gonna probably review uh don't look up next week which is the the great fucking uh new satire from adam mckay uh on netflix the movie it's so not a satire that's that's why people are so angry because it's like it's not even a satire but that's what i mean it's it's (laughs) it is a satire but it's also like 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 i was saying to you like a degree to the right or left of reality it's so fucking like just a documentary you know what i mean of like what our fucking society has has devolved into um that it, it's it's not but it's really fucking clever and every bad review you've seen uh, that i've seen at least from it has been from people that have been depicted in some way in the movie like, oh yeah like, i gotta read this real quick because i have it up in front of me um so uh film updates film updates uh on twitter posted that it was the um don't look up it was the number one film on netflix in every country that wow. netflix streams 
right? I mean, it's got a huge ensemble cast, but it's it's I mean, it's very much an anti-capitalist film, and it's um, you know, it's it's about it's not just like like the president. Everyone's keep saying that, like the president was like a, a female MAGA, and she's not. She's got a fucking pr- a picture of Hillary Clinton on her fucking desk in the Oval Office, <laughs> right? And her and Bill on the on the desk, <laughs> right? Right. So it, it was, you know, people... and she uses like woke verbiage the whole time, like, oh well, my, you know, like she, it's literally this right. is the, you know, this is the point. Adam McKay, people's, is, yeah, their people's reaction to it was like the point of the movie, <laughs> right, right. They're literally all the people, and and again, I haven't finished it yet, so we won't, we're not going to get into it in detail, but we will yeah. do like a separate pot on it next week because I really think it does deserve uh, deeper digging into. And there's so many just sure. little subtle references and jokes and things where i was just like man that's just fuck it even just like the like what i was watching uh earlier today and like they're in the uh in the hangar after well i, I won't spoil it but like when when they're waiting they're looking at this new piece of tech from this zuckerberg type you know elon musk type weirdo uh guy uh, th- there's just like a great shot of of the president like smoking a cigarette right in front of this giant propane tank that's as flammable and red like right to the right of her in the, in the frame. It's just there's so many little things like that where I'm just like this movie yeah. is like you know 50 jokes a minute. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's fucking great. So anyway, the, no, the reason I thought of that is because it, it is amazing kind of the, traje- the trajectory of Leo DiCaprio's character in that movie and how they almost kind of I, I almost wonder if he was kind of you know drawn as a sort of a fauci type you know character where he was like you know started off as whatever like this kind of meek scientist and then he was becomes this like celebrity thrust into the spotlight and completely abandons any principles of his oh, science yeah. you know it, it's a really he totally a, capitulates yeah right and, so and, he, and he does the thing that. that every capitalist does which is like well if it's not me it's going to be somebody else wouldn't you rather have me in the room there to justify your own selfishness and your own self-aggrandizement and that's unfortunately like a a a fucking built-in feature of capitalism is to incentivize that in people i'll be Um, the lesser evil willingly let me be the lesser evil right right and i just thought it was really prescient but yeah in reply to this uh tweet from film updates that netflix um that don't look up was number one on uh every single country that Netflix streams in, uh, right. it got a ton of praise in the comments, 113 comments. Uh, first negative comment I saw was from Amy D who said worst two and a half hours that I'll never get back. And I just kind of like hovered my cursor over her bio. She, her Twitter bio, lucky wife, Catholic mom, happy to teach, enjoying life, liberty and pursuing happiness. And the little <laughs> American flag emoji there. Uh, lucky wife. Yeah. Like, pfft. right. So, and that's the funny so thing. I, is like, I, I replied to her. I was like, uh, hit a little too close to home there. Huh? MAGA. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing is like MAGA people hate this movie. Cause you know, it's obviously about climate change, but it's also just as much about the way people respond to COVID. And it's also just as much about capitalism in general. I mean, the whole Mark Zuckerberg type character is like really the, 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 the real backbone of like, the the you know the, the what the movie is actually about what was the actor's name who played that guy in the movie i think it's mark rylance he's yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. great he's oh. so good. those teeth those fucking teeth that he's got in the movie <laughs> what was that the fucking movie i saw with him and johnny depp like barbara aaron's at the gate or something like that which is like it you're almost certain it's a real story or based on a real story about, uh, the, about that, yeah. the, the british um colonizing like mongolia which they never quite actually did Mm -hmm. but it's like if they did 
this would have been what it looked like. And they're, they're obsessed with like the, you know, the, the mongrel hordes. Right. And so they're constantly capturing people and torturing them for Intel. Mm. Right. And it turns out like there was none until you did the torturing. And then now the, now the mongrel hordes are coming to, you know, the actual barbarians are now coming for you. And it's a, it, like the movie doesn't show fucking almost any violence whatsoever. It's just alluding to it and alluding to it and showing like the, you know, slight litter, little bits of 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 you know moments after and and johnny depp's great in it and mark rylance is great in it and and i couldn't figure out where i knew him from but i'm like oh that's fucking him he's so fucking good <laughs> um so yeah someday you gotta watch that fucker yeah yeah it sounds really interesting i definitely will uh check that out but and yeah well and we'll review this in depth uh next week next but i week. just wanted yeah. i just wanted to mention that because I, I it just really occurred to me that how much of a and that's what i was when i was watching it, i was like you know like liberals will watch this and be like yeah you know <laughs> those republicans really egg on their face after this one Oh yeah, but, like, but they won't realize that th- this movie is about them. Like it's about the, obviously it's about like the MAGA guys, but it's about the fact that they're both the fucking same and they don't realize they're. But the Anthony same. Biden resigned the Paris Climate Accord. Like we're right. all set. But, right. Like what? What else is there to do at that right. point? You know? And and Adam McKay is is like a leftist. He's not like a liberal. He's on you know he's been he was vocally anti Biden in the primary. Like he's what else has he done? Film? Uh, he's well, he did Vice. He he did Vice, which was fucking amazing. Oh, we reviewed yeah. that. But he also <laughs> is a great comedy director. I mean, this he made this transition from like hilarious goofy comedies like Anchorman and Step Brothers, which I still think is the funniest dumb comedy ever made. Um two like serious but really fucking biting comedies like vice and like uh don't look up and it, it's a it's just a great fucking lateral transition for him because he was like the king of the dumb guy like will farrell like uh john c Riley comedy and now he's using kind of his other like writing chops to do serious like important work but also he can't help but make it fucking hilarious so it almost plays like a scorsese mood like you know like a scorsese comedy i almost felt like this was kind of the spiritual successor to like some of scorsese's better like late career comedy you know runs that he's had so um but anyway uh, did you uh just since we're talking you mentioned scorsese did you see the uh what tom holland said about scorsese yesterday i mean you know look i want to see spider-man and i enjoy tom holland as spider-man but yeah he's a fucking idiot like he he talks out of his ass like like what you know who tom holland or scorsese no no no, tom holland tom oh yeah okay well see, (laughs) the thing is i agree with both of them i i completely agree with both of them and i i agree that marvel movies aren't cinema they just aren't um but also that's just like that's fine though like why do you have to make that right you know well, Tom Holland finally fucking you know mild mannered Spider Man finally was like well here's the thing I've been in movies that were nominated for Oscars and I've been in fucking Marvel movies and they're like they both it's the same work that's the thing the only difference is like the scale of the amount of people involved in that work the same decision making process to make it this or that or whatever is it's the same process and Martin Scorsese he never made a Marvel film. So, and I was just like, all right, well, it's fucking about time you said something. Cause, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, look, you, whether you agree with them or not, you don't just take, you get punched in the face over and over. You look like a little bitch if you don't say something. But, um, everyone you know, loves Scorsese, you know, and I've, and he's my a favorite serious filmmaker films and, you know. are the films that don't have any of the Italian shit in it. What all, I mean, fucking Andrew Garfield was in my favorite Scorsese film of all time, Silence. Silence, right. About the fucking monks that go to Japan. And, you know, it's, it's an amazing uh, film. 
and there's Last a temptation it's a great fucking movie with no yeah you know, fucking you got uh the, the no guineas <laughs> in it to be no guinea to be found no guinea no, inside. no but you Except got for you Pontius got, pilot but you uh, got <laughs> green goblin is jesus i mean come on this is like i feel like we've been teasing this this scorsese marvel crossover for decades <laughs> <laughs> they really they really missed a trick not having Pontius pilot coming out eating like a plate of spaghetti before he fucking you know, <laughs> <laughs> sent jesus to the uh to the to the cross it's um, called the last supper not the last dinner for a reason <laughs> fucking italiano oh man uh yeah no no antipasts at the last supper unfortunately <laughs> but um but no so uh yeah lo- long long way to get around to what i was saying which was that fauci was on uh meet the press today and you know he it, I, they've dropped all pretenses of like trying to pretend like they're in- acting in the interest of public health so this was his response when asked about the cdc shortening their um quarantine time from 10 days to five days at the, uh, at the re- with these new cdc guidelines oh, i'm sorry go ahead yeah uh, oh yeah just keep in mind they did this because of delta airlines demanding it well i mean they and they won't admit that but it's it like it happened two days before they announced this so it's like fucking obviously that the chamber of commerce uh lobbied the cdc along with her but apparently there was like a some meeting of republican governors with the he- their director of the cdc led by asa hutchinson who's like the Ar- arkansas governor but again this is just you know the rotating villain that they'll blame it on the republican governors and we all know that all of the democrats were in lockstep on this because they want to keep capital happy and keep the keep the fucking stonks happy keep the keep the line going up so anyway this is Fauci on Meet the Press. Uh, Let's begin with these new CDC guidelines. Uh, Why is the CDC now changing these uh, recommended uh, isolation times for people who test positive for the virus uh, but don't have symptoms? I I guess the simple question is, why now? Well, the reason is that with with the sheer volume of new cases that we are having and that we expect to continue with Omicron, One of the things we want to be careful of is that we don't have so many people out. I mean, obviously, if you have symptoms, you should not be out. But if you are asymptomatic and you are infected, we want to get people back to the jobs, particularly those with essential jobs, to keep our society running smoothly. So I think that was a very prudent and good choice on the part of the CDC, which we spent a considerable amount of, of time discussing now when he says namely society, getting people back he means in half the, the time than they would have been out so that they can get back to the workplace doing things that are <laughs> he important he came and hide it he just keeps saying smoothly. it back to get back to and work concerned americans will have force. trouble keeping track of all of these changes these rules that change uh here and there and does this boil down to just a big honor system now No, I don't think so, Jim. I I, I think it was a good idea to do that because what we were seeing when you have so many cases and many of the Omicron cases, interestingly, are either without symptoms or minimally symptomatic, particularly the breakthrough infections that you get when people have been vaccinated. So it just makes sense if you keep them out for five days, keep them isolated for five days, then get them back doing their job, doing their work keeping a mask on to protecting themselves. All right, that's enough of him. He, 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 he doesn't cite any science there whatsoever. Like he doesn't say, oh, well, they're, they're you know, they're, we've done studies and the, the infection, uh, the, the amount of viral load you carry is significantly less. So it's like he doesn't cite any science. It's just, well, we need to get people back to work. Uh, so just, you know, hey, if you're if you have the virus, if you're infected, but you're not like sneezing out of fucking, you know, 
fountain or coughing up a lung, uh, you know, go stand at that register, motherfucker. We, we, you know, go stand there for eight hours. Like you're, you're needed. Your country right. needs you. You know, like fuck you, you motherfucker. Well, like, clearly they're getting business at Burger King. If you've been uh, watching the news today, did you? Uh, you saw that clip, right? I did see that clip. Uh, yeah, hilarious. It's just again. The, the the shit that America, I mean, it's just so beyond parody at this point of like, you know, what we would joke about, like what Americans would storm the gates for. And, you know, we had that that a bunch of unvaccinated uh, shitheads tried to like storm an Applebee's because like, you know, it's our God given fucking right to eat an Applebee's. Uh, Where else are you going to get a microwave steak that's, you know, uncooked? <laughs> right, completely fucking un- <laughs> poorly cooked and, like, you know, served to you with a fucking, uh, you know, salmonella or whatever. It's just, again, so, it's like. So we're not going to play the clip of the actual uh, storming of the Burger King. No, it's, it's just like a bunch of idiots long. yelling for three minutes. But it's, uh, but it's this fucking dude just being like, who's going to link arms with me? Who's going to link it for like five fucking minutes? Um, <laughs> but we did have a clip of. Somebody who uh, was there, uh, but was not seen in the original video, I assume, because, you know, maybe he was behind the camera that was filming everything. Right. And it's a little easier to hear him because he's, you know, he's talking to the camera after a little bit after, you know, all the craziness. So it's a little bit easier to make out what's (laughs) uh, going on there. So let's play that clip. You're damn right. I stormed the Burger King. It had been almost a whole year since I stormed something. I was starting to get withdrawals. I walked up to the counter. I said, give me a Whopper. Unvaccinated. When it comes to the jab, my body's like Chick-fil-A on Sundays. Closed. We don't know what's in the vaccine, but you know what we do know? What's in a Big Mac? Think about that. I haven't. Two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Now, if they really wanted us to get that jab... They'd put the ingredients in a jingle. So you're not going to give me a crown just because I'm unvaccinated? (laughs) Okay, smart guy, I'll give it to you. We don't know what's in the original 11 herbs and spices, but I trust Colonel Sanders a hell of a lot more than I trust Dr. Fauci. Plus, I know the long-term effects of KFC. I take a nap and spend 45 minutes in the bathroom. There'd be a lot more of us here if Burger King looked like the Capitol building. You people are a disgrace to this crowd. I'm unvaxxed and unwaxed, and I'm gonna stay that way. Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to That's a great little tag at the end. Is he is he gonna add that to all his videos now? That like Nickelback esque fucking three oh, doors I don't down. Know, but that's that's, that's the great. Uh, that's the, uh, the icing on the cake. I hope he doesn't overdo do that. Overdo. Oh, fuck. Whatever. My my uh, listen. My Boda brick of Pinot Grigio is kicking in. So uh, I, I'm not it's feeling making the... interesting bedfellows with the vaccine. I imagine. <sighs> yeah. Well, I don't. I don't feel like achy all over. Like all my joints felt achy today. Um, <clears throat> right. The way, the way you feel when you have the flu. Right. You know. Um. And my arm feels more sore than it did when I got the first jab last time. That would be the last thing to go away. That takes like four days, five days. Oh yeah, yeah. It's fine, but <clears throat> you know, I, I it it doesn't hurt at the injection site. It hurts below my shoulder. Um, you know, your what what is it? Your what's what's the bone called? Your, oh, oh the bone? Uh yeah, humor humorous? 
maybe i don't know yeah. I, yeah. I, I was not I, I was not paying attention for these the, those classes so but no yeah that that's actually it, it typically will just be like a dull pain in that entire section of your right. arm it, it's never like actually well, at the it yeah. feels like it's below it it's it's like where right where the bone is that runs down between the two muscles in my arm if you know and i you know inject it in there i'm sure gravity kind of pulls it down and whatever the fuck but well, uh, it's your body getting used to the chip you know it shifts around in there and it feels kind of uncomfortable sure, at first sure i mean it, you're it really reversing the magnetic polarity you're crossing the stream so it's going to take a little while before the 5g signal can enter your uh through your adamantium skeleton properly um <clears throat> anyway yeah it's i mean and, and it's yeah right it's it's like when you it's like when you when you get transformed into a vampire you drink the fucking blood out of the wine goblet and you know it it, it feels pretty shitty for a while it really racks your racks your body for a few days but then you feel great so you know right. that's that's what you have to look forward to uh the eternity of being exactly uh the age you are now listen i already don't like uh going to bed before sunrise and i don't like getting up before uh, noon anyhow so i feel like the whole the whole you know what we do in the shadows lifestyle would, would would fit very well for me already so if that's what it takes sign me up right right yeah so you know that's that's pretty much the covid uh news for the week it's it's you know <laughs> pretty dire <laughs> dire circumstances and it's uh guaranteed to get worse because you know we're not doing anything to mitigate it and joe biden is literally just saying uh, you know, leave it up to this. So there was a clip going. I didn't even play, I didn't even play the clip because people were like, oh, it's misleading. It's out of context. Where Biden literally says the phrase, "There will be no federal spot response." It's on the states to, you know, take action on this. And people are like, oh, well, that's not in context. <laughs> and like, of course, like everything that's like that, it, when you play it, it doesn't make it really any better whatsoever. Like it, the context doesn't make it any better. Um, but I mean, he was on a phone call with a bunch of Republican governors saying like, no, guys, it's up to you to to take action. Like, you know who you're talking to and you know that that's not going to happen. So you're essentially abdicating responsibility for doing anything right now. And again, you know, it, a lot of people like and, and not just like us, not just leftists, not just people who have been paying attention this whole time, but liberals have been like, hey, um, Biden couldn't be any fucking worse on this. Like he is like, like maybe worse than Trump in his response to, to COVID. I mean, under Trump, uh, we, we got $1,800 instead of the 1400 that we got under Biden, uh, combined, uh, under Trump, they put a pause on student loan, uh, payments, which Biden was about to restart until he got, you know, holy fucking hell rained down on him. And they decided to pause them again. I mean, that was purely because, they were bullied so much online that they they had to fucking you know do they they came out and said like we will not be doing anything you have to start repaying your loans like you know pay up deadbeats and then it, there was such a backlash that they're like all right all right we'll 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 kick that can down the road uh until someone else restarts it uh, right. in six months but you know <clears throat> it's just he he couldn't be any worse like he's literally doing everything that Trump is doing you know everything that Trump did but like maybe even slightly less. Like in terms of, you know, actually uh, addressing the 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 situation, um, and it, it it just it, it doesn't seem to like phase anybody, uh, you know, in the media or in like you know liberal kind of blogosphere. But it, I am seeing like 
Is there a liberal blogosphere still? I haven't. I don't feel like I've seen a liberal. I mean, I, I consider like like online, like you know, non-print media, like the liberal, but but it's not really blogs anymore. Like, but blogs Does are Andy like Koss even still exists. Yeah, like, I, I th- just just it? to do polls that exclude uh, Bernie supporters. <laughs> but um, you know, no, I, really, the blogosphere now is just Glenn Greenwald making bad faith arguments about COVID on on <sighs> Substack. Like that's all of the blogosphere. <laughs> I just don't feel like anything exists anymore. Has it? Have we really been here long enough that it's like, like the only media I feel like I consume anymore? I don't even know how we do a political podcast now because I feel like all I do is just consume Marvel content <clears throat> and YouTube. <laughs> it's yeah. like, like I don't, I don't know what's going. Pretty on, much but... just like mind palate cleansers to not think about the constant fucking nightmare uh, that that's unfolding around us at all times. Uh, yeah, that's why I have trouble at times on this show, like coming up with shit, not even coming up with shit to talk about, but like willing myself to talk about these things because I think we spend a lot of our day aware of them and like furious about them, but then trying to distract ourselves from the 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 uh, the just shit show that 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 like this fucking uh, decade has been so far, you know, the twenty twenties. I mean. This is, you know, we're going into 2022 in like a couple fucking days and it's looking like it's going to be 2022, like 2020 T.O.O. Like it's going to be a fucking another 2020, just like 2021 was. We're finally going to age up to the point where parents were back in the 80s. I don't know if you saw this, but there was somebody who tweeted out uh, on Christmas Day, uh, somebody who was who was 32 years old tweeted out. I can't believe that Bruce Willis was 32 years old. <laughs> yeah. Die hard. Right. Because he looks like, he looks like he's always been 40. He looks like he's always been like 43 years old. Like right. it's just, you know, right. the seating hairline and the, like and the kind of dad, like hairy chest, but like yeah. built, but not like, like steroid, you know, just, like, you know, doesn't fit in with society, even though like society in, you know, 1988 was, uh, you know, a guy at a party in LA was like, Hey, kissed him on the cheek. And he's like, Whoa, crazy California. Like that's, <laughs> that's a too, uh, bridge too far. Right. Um, but yeah, I replied to this tweet. I was like, I, hmm. I was, I was, when I was born, my father was 32 and I'm convinced today that 32 in the eighties is still somehow older than 42 in 2021 it's no it absolutely is and and a lot of people were like theorizing in the comments of that like well yeah you know a lot of those people grew up with uh leaded gasoline and like lead paint and like a bunch of uh, you know people smoking every fucking you know store restaurant venue that you'd be at It, it it really does take a physical toll on you if you look at like somebody who grew up in that versus us who's you know who've mostly grown up in a slightly more health conscious society i mean certainly not in our diet but like in other aspects of society i don't know about your diet but i take a bath every day in 50 gallons of avocado oil so (laughs) right no i mean but but collect (laughs) i mean collectively obviously that's the one area where america is not progressing in terms of you know uh, a health conscious approach but i think you know certainly it's not as much of a nightmare yeah, yeah, a while ago, yeah. Was Art Linkletter. Um, I, I love the scene between Bruce Willis and Greg Kinnear in that movie because you know that Bruce Willis really believes everything he's saying when he's like, Americans can eat a little shit in their lives. Builds character. <laughs> right. And Greg Kinnear is like the health inspector and he's fucking t- like horrified. And you're like, no, Bruce Willis really believes that. 
That's right. why he that's why he was born out of the womb with a receding hairline and four <laughs> years old and a fucking mortgage. <laughs> and, and like a and like a five o'clock shadow just perpetually. Yeah. Like the minute after he shaves, it grows right back. Um yeah, no, for sure. Fucking for looper, sure. man. I tell you, Gor- Joseph Gordon Levitt and a nose prosthetic and like a upper lip prosthetic was <laughs> fucking flawless. That's a great movie. I haven't watched that in so long. I really it holds enjoyed up. that. It, holds it, no, up. Look, it was great. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I don't like is they introduced like two different sci-fi concepts at like very different points in the movie. We're kind of like, eh, this, the time travel thing was enough. You didn't have to introduce psychokinesis you know, towards the end, but right, I get right. why, because it had to have like a, you know, had to close the loop. Right. right. Yeah. My man, Ryan Johnson. Good, uh, good, good writer, good director. Oh, was that him too? Yeah, yeah. He, did he direct that or just write it? He read both. He did both. Oh, fuck, Ryan Johnson. We gotta, we gotta re-review Last Jedi sometime because I feel like I've got a little bit different lens on it nowadays. Yeah. But no, we should. We, uh, <laughs> I don't, we'll, we'll figure out. But you know, obviously, uh, Book of Boba Fett's coming uh, tomorrow, I think. So maybe the Star Wars uh, machine will kick back up oh. from its dormancy. It's been pretty dormant since uh, Mandalorian maybe. finale, like two years ago. There's <laughs> nothing I've seen in the in the Boba Fett uh, previews. Right. Be, be like, oh, I really want to see that. Like, just we're just killing time till Obi-Wan comes see, back. That's I all. agree. But I also kind of felt that way about the Mandalorian trailers before I saw the first episode and like the last minute of the first episode i was like oh, all right i see where this is going this is so maybe right. they'll do that with boba fett where like the last like you know 10 minutes of the movie of the show will be like oh fuck this is not what we thought it was going to be and this is going to be amazing because i also saw like an interview with robert rodriguez who is like the showrunner on it which you know also is a promising kind of uh thing and he was saying like er- almost everything you've seen in the trailers from the first 15 minutes of the first episode so yeah i mean who knows we'll say i mean you know who knows my my problem is they've got to turn every villain into the good guy i know know. they got a retcon fucking 101 dalmatian oh she's just a troubled (laughs) her her, her parents were killed in a tragic dalmatian accident they're pushed off a cliff by a bunch of (laughs) right which actually is what happened in that movie apparently and i I just you know no interest in seeing it but like you don't have to retcon the villain you can just make a cabellian villain in the first place but right Right, oh, man. So, real quick before we get out of here, I got to tell you uh, how like the Weather Channel has gone from just showing like craziest storm footage after like eleven o'clock at night, right? Like right. that's all they do from you know eleven p.m. to six a.m. Look at how and, fucked up this tornado is! Is like people are being like you know thrown thousands of a thousand miles oh, across. Absolutely, the, but now they have all these reality shows on <laughs> on late night Weather Channel. That are all about climate change. Well, the causes oh, of climate wow. change. They're about the causes of climate change, but it's not uh, recognizing that fact. It's just, hey, here's the. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> last night I'm watching, and um, there's a show called Mud Mountain Haulers. I'll say it again, Mud mountain haulers i assume this is like the ice road truckers gold rush type show where it's just like men well, there's with no more ice to, dirty there's faces. no more ice right exactly there's no more ice roads anymore because they all melted right so now it's now now the and there's no more permafrost up there either so it's just mud mountain haulers and it's a show where dudes who bulldoze roads into alaska forests 
to get access to the, the timber that they clear cut, mm-hmm. then complain about how muddy the road is that they <laughs> bulldozed. It's like you created the fucking road, dude. Like you, this, you this made... is like nature. Like you're in nature right now, and you're complaining you, about the fact right. that it's nature. You just cut down all the trees to make a road to get to more trees, and the road you didn't pave it, and it's it's on an incline, and you removed all the topsoil and all the roots holding the fucking. So yeah, of course, if the fucking snow melts and it rains, it's gonna be fucking muddy. And they're like, well, why is it so muddy? It like because you fucking made it that way, you stupid like trash piece of shit. So and they always try to frame the show as though like all these fucking greedy white guys, and none of them are poor either. These guys own their own oh, rigs. And they're hauling K a in, year, easy. They're hauling three, four hundred k a year, and they're like, "Well, I gotta get this this last load down to the down to the mill." And, and they're always talking about like each load is a hundred thousand dollars in timber. They never talk about the fucking trees that cut down as you know the actual value being million dollars in in as being a living a living carbon sink. And then there was an episode where they even cited one of the loggers who was indigenous who, quote, worked the land for thousands thousands of years before European settlers. So they know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying to make clear-cutting seem woke by right. highlighting. It's, it's, it's like the Black Republican. Like, we exactly. got to get one of them so we so we don't seem like such fucking shitheads, right. you know? This is fucking crazy. Cause they, and they, they know exactly what they're doing. And they're acknowledging that climate change is making it harder to get the trucks up the, the, the mud road. <laughs> To haul the tree down because oh now the God. fucking the shit's melting sooner. Next one was uh, highway through hell, uh, <laughs> where the semi truck drivers hauling eighty thousand pounds of gear to the Alberta tar sands crash their trucks and then need to be towed. <laughs> <laughs> The, like the dirtiest fucking extraction point in the world, basically the upper tar sands. Like that's that. Those are the real heroes that we need to focus a fucking television show on. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had to replace the ice road truckers with real road truckers, but they still fucking crash into shit because they're hauling uh, double what you would ever safely put in. Right, the, they're driving uh, fucking 80, buildings. Pounds. Like, back eighty thousand pounds. Eighty thousand pounds. Even just twenty thousand pounds. That's like. 10 cubic yards of rock. Yeah. If you've ever done, done landscaping before. Oh, yeah. 20,000 pounds is like 10 cubic. So, yeah, it just, and you're hauling 80,000 pounds in a fucking tractor trailer that, like, you could probably kick a hole in it if you wanted to. And that's hauling 80,000 pounds at, at speeds of 70 to 70 miles, 75 miles an hour. Crazy. So, the last one I got here, this one, this just takes a kick. Frozen gold. <laughs> Is a show on the Weather Channel. Frozen gold is that a crossover? Yes, it should be called unfrozen gold because frozen gold is about mining for gold or panning for gold in rivers that have recently been uncovered by melting glaciers. And they even acknowledge that fact in the promo for the show that thanks to the thanks to climate change, all these river valleys longer have glaciers, so we can pan for gold. Uh, in places that have never been paying for gold in all of human history. And then it cuts to them high-fiving each other as they find gold, <laughs> thanks to climate change. Just, like, it, it, I, it literally, it is so don't look up. 
where it's like i was oh, just gonna say don't look up as a documentary it's a, exactly <laughs> there's a comet that's gonna destroy the earth we need to stop the comet yeah but what if we just busted the comet up and then let the comet hit the earth and then the little pieces we went and mined all the minerals out of there's 150 trillion dollars there what could possibly right. go wrong oh <sighs> god i i just this is so depressing it's so fucking depressing because that is what we are doing uh on just you know uh i, I don't even want to say a micro scale because, but like millions of micro scales which which you know equals the macro scale of of a movie like don't look up where there's a fucking giant comet hurling towards earth and we know about it but we're literally doing everything we can to not acknowledge it and do everything that we can to like you know kind of placate people and make them not think about it so that we can keep making money off of it because well we're not going to be here to to experience the aftermath so it gives a fuck you know it's just jesus fucking christ like yeah no i yeah i'll I'll save i'll save my full thoughts for when we do the movie and once i finish the movie and i kind of have a sense of what's going to happen at the end because uh you know (laughs) obviously what could go wrong uh with the plan that they've hatched uh but yeah it's just it's fucked up and uh you know things domestically are not uh any better <laughs> you know on a, on a micro scale in the u.s they're not getting any better because we're just you know basically we just it, it, the 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 lack of like <laughs> you know it, it actually again i and not even to cite the movie again but it reminds me of this funny kind of line in don't look up where like when uh when Jennifer Lawrence is like back home, like working at the convenience store. You can just say J Law. She's a friend of the show. She is a friend of the show. J Law. Uh, when J Law's back home, uh, or, or wherever she is, like at working at like this liquor store, and she's hanging out with like Timothy Shal- uh, Chalmay and all the fucking like skate punks from High Fidelity. You can just say Paul uh, from Dune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mister Mister Atreides. Uh, no, when they're when they're hanging out at at out you know in the fucking alley and like smashing fucking uh fluorescent light tubes and things like that, that. that's the um, only thing that punks do I, if i've <laughs> learned anything from watching hollywood comedies the only thing you do as a skater uh is look for old fluorescent light bulbs to smash behind a 7-eleven like what right, else and is then, there? and then off the carcinogenic fumes within them that's, yeah you know uh, that's, mean, that's what you do um but like, and they're all like, the, when they're they're all sitting there talking, they're like, nah, man, like I heard like, you know, blah, blah, like the, the Bash CEO, he built like this underground bunker and they're going to, and like, she says to them like, no guys, it's like way stupider than that. Like these people are not smart enough to be as evil as you think they are. And it's just, I, I feel like every day we fucking experience that. Like, and it's just, it, it's so fucking depressing because that's literally, we're going to just all die because the people that have all the fucking money are just idiots like people like elon musk like i think there was a lot of elon musk too in that in that uh mark rylance character just you know says all this shit but doesn't know anything and doesn't want to listen to people like actually try to tell them like oh no that's actually not scientifically possible what you're telling people you're going to do and like you know it's just like these fucking idiots are just going to get us all killed and there's nothing any of us can do about it and it's just a fucking slow moving comet heading at us and there's nothing we can fucking do about it but at least wouldn't you rather be killed by a insanely rich idiot than just some poor slob who hits you with their car yeah i mean i guess i there there, there's some there's some there's some you know something to be taken away from that at least they're going to record the data of your fatality and (laughs) apply it to whatever 
current research they're doing. Right. Of course. Yeah. Um, well, on that cheerful note, uh, <laughs> let's let's get out of here because it's late. Uh, uh, but yeah, that uh, I think that pretty much does it for us this week. Come back next week. We'll be doing a regular pod and we're going to you know try to review uh, Don't Look Up as well uh, for the movie pod. So that'll be fun. And um, <laughs> it won't be fun, but listen to it anyway. It, it, it's just th- th- this movie is so fucking good and so funny, but it's so depressing because it's so not even a fucking like it's it's so like mm-hmm. it's just it's it's our daily lives it's like but this is what we do on our day on a daily basis just on film like this is like you know on t- we just look on twitter and we joke about all the horrendous heinous <laughs> shit that gets perpetrated and and like because it's the only way that we can cope with the fact that we can't do anything about any of this horrible shit that's happening so you said you hadn't watched all of it yet but have you gotten as far as the chris evans cameo no no so i yeah i i got i, oh. I I think where did I, I uh i think they were just in the hangar where they're where like leo's like trying to tell him like hey have you like peer-reviewed any of this data on this lander or on this like this you know the 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 asteroid machine breaker machine thing and and and, and like he like tells him like oh no i blah, 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 and who the fuck are you and you know i'm trying that, to remember that if the chris evans cameo was actually before that or not but um if you get to the end you're like i don't remember a chris evans cameo then the cameo worked <laughs> because you're not you're not supposed to notice his cameo, or at least they they hide it a little bit. But interesting, it's, it like it's it's very short. It's like less than twenty five seconds. Um, I don't but, think I caught it yet, but I didn't see him yet. But yeah, maybe it's, it's very know. brief. But it's a great. I actually, I think I posted a screenshot of it. Um, I may have shared okay. it with you, but uh, it's a great little homage to another uh, film. It was a cautionary tale about letting billionaires uh, be in charge of our space programs. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, yeah, we'll we'll be back uh, to talk about that next week. And uh, yeah. Or will wanna... we? <laughs> right. Or will we? Um, We'd all might be dead by next week. You never know. Yeah. No, it's possible. It's, you know. It, it... Well, basically, we're telling people to just go back to work with fucking COVID. So just make sure everyone on the fucking planet gets it. Uh, which statistically might not work out so well for for everyone on the planet, but uh, yeah. Uh, on on that note, uh, rate, review, and subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com/slash Move Left, uh, Facebook.com/slash Move Left Idiots. Uh, I am on Twitter, pair uh, Patreon.com/slash Move Left. I am on Twitter at Move underscore Left. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at Bike Slutty. I had one last quick little thing I want to share. This was just at the very bottom of my notes. I don't know what context I was going to fit it in. So I'm just going to throw it in uh, in a new segment I call This Didn't Happen. And it was a tweet by somebody who I'll give you the screen name in just a moment. Tweet says, took my kid for a walk in a NYC park and she kept complaining that she didn't see a murder. I was getting really worried about the mental state of my five-year-old. When she shouted, look, mommy, a murder of crows. Of all the things that didn't happen, that didn't happen the most. The screen name or the handle, the Twitter handle of this person is real life mommy. Oh, God. It, it just, you know, here's the tweets about the things I wish my kid did that were cute. 
for attention. And then literally like it, it got, it kind of blew up apparently. And it got like 50 replies and she replied to every single one of the 50 replies to her about like, because that's the some exact other- reason she created this <laughs> exactly. fictional scenario is so that she could get somebody I, to talk to her crazy ass right. on fucking Twitter. And after reading all of them, it was like uh time to lock the iPad. LOL. Uh, this is why it's important to hear the child out before calling a therapist. LOL. It's like, she would tweet from a fucking iPad. Like this right. is the exact person that would tweet from an iPad. It's, and you know, after after reading all of them, and most of them aren't even funny. They're just like, I I'm fucking star for attention, and I I wish I had a child, but I don't. But I'll put up a, twin, a Twitter handle called Real Life Mommy. I don't think she even has a fucking five year old or any kids. It's just it's a it's a total fucking. Like somebody who's deranged and probably doesn't even live in NYC is just like watching enough right. movies and wishes they had a kid instead of living in the fucking suburbs of Newark alone with no children and no one calls. And it's like, look, if you can't sell that as a way to get likes like the way we all are, do something else. Yeah. Oh, real quick, too, before, you know, I for, another thing I forgot to mention, before we get out of here, we should say uh, rest in peace, rest in power to oh, Desmond de- Tutu. Yeah, yeah. who died uh, 10 years ago, along with um, Nelson Mandela. Mandela. Right. Yeah, yeah. They both died in that, that tragic, uh, the, the, yeah, jailhouse collapse that we that we all, you know, remember. That when Biden um, was there and was arrested and he, like, <laughs> right, he was trying to meet with them and he, rubble Bi- and- <laughs> Biden pulled him out of the rubble, but it was too late. He couldn't resuscitate him. He tried his best, but um no no desmond tutu of course famous uh south uh, south african pastor uh i think he was the archbishop of uh south africa but he was the (gasps) uh, he was catholic (laughs) right i actually don't know if he was catholic or evangelical i don't know what he was he was specifically but i've seen him in his robes and they're they're definitely catholic robes if you know what i'm talking about well i just mean i don't know what denomination of christian he was but it may be i guess maybe catholic uh but you know but he was a great uh anti-apartheid activist uh and spoke you know passionately about it and was a big part of of you know really uh affecting change in south africa and uh was also you know he was just in the true nature and again you know neither of us are religious but i i do have respect for religious people who try to like actually carry on you know the 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 teachings of their of their socialist you know zombie uh messiah who actually did want to like you know help society and didn't fucking you know yeah. didn't fuck with rich people and uh, did, you i'm know, a like- big fan of the catholic left uh especially back in the vietnam era um and i'm kind of a big fan of our uh jesuit pope we have now did you see his tweets on christmas day they were like fucking straight up marxism yeah no i mean he's he's really honestly the best in, certainly in our lifetime the best pope that we've uh encountered um but no, uh, so uh, but Desmond Tutu was uh, an outspoken activist against uh, against occupation and against apartheid, and it didn't just extend to South Africa. He was outspoken against Israeli apartheid as well, uh, <gasps> which of course what? I know, God, right? Where <laughs> can't imagine? Um, and you know, he Susan Sarandon posted this great quote of his today uh, from Desmond Tutu: "Israel will never get true security and safety through oppressing another people." A true peace can ultimately be built only on justice. Um, so then, you know, obviously uh, the left celebrated him and a lot of, you know, liberals tried to like do the thing, the MLK thing where they like, you just talk about him broadly as like an activist, you know, Obama posted a nice thing about him and, you know, 
all this sort of shit. And, you know, of course, they forget any of his radical roots. And, you know, people like Alan Dershowitz, of course, did not forget his his radical roots, though, because Alan Dershowitz, you know, basically talked about how, like, you know, radical anti-Semite and bigot uh, uh, Desmond Tutu died today, blah, blah, blah. You know, just some tactless, classless shit that the, the type of thing you'd expect from a note from a fucking, you know, accused pedophile like Alan Dershowitz. Um, but uh, Mediaite posted uh, an article today. Mediaite, famous like center left uh, news media rag, uh, tweeted media mostly omits the late Desmond Tutu's troubling comments about Israel and Jews. Uh, so you, you of course would think that he would be like, oh, Jews are the devil based on the way that that headline read, right? This is the crux of it from the media article that I just read the headline of in 1984, Tutu compared Israel to Nazi Germany by accusing the Jewish state of collaboration with South Africa's apartheid government, which is quote, carrying out policies that are so reminiscent of Hitler's Aryan madness. While Israel unfortunately had ties with the apartheid regime, <laughs> what was happening in South Africa, while immoral, was nothing remotely close to the Holocaust, which, unlike apartheid South Africa, had concentration and death camps. According to the IHR, and then it cuts off there, but yeah, no, it, you know, because of course, the fact that they're doing like a, a scaled down version of that, you know, you can't even compare the two things, even though literally they're like comparing the oppressing of a uh, of a minority group into you know, a segregated occupied area where they're not allowed to leave and they're not allowed to, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The same shit that Israel does uh, and the same shit that was happening in apartheid South Africa. Um, so that, but it's just so funny in the media article, they, they, they literally are like, well, yeah, I mean, he technically was true, but you know, that's it was just over a that. much longer time scale. It's nothing like it. If you do it very slowly and nobody pays attention in two countries. Right. Right. Um, and, and so like this and, and somebody else. Pre- oh, yeah. Well, you left out this comment, like meaning like, oh, this is the real slam dunk uh, that that that, you know, uh, that Desmond Tutu said this in a speech um, in the same speech Tutu doubled down on comments that were decried as anti-Semitic quote. I was acu- uh, I was immediately accused of being anti-Semitic, he said. I am sad because I think that it, it is a sensitivity in this instance that comes from an arrogance, the arrogance of power. Because Jews are a powerful lobby in this land and all kinds of people woo their support, alleging that, uh, and this is end quote, uh, alleging that there is, to paraphrase, quote, a Jewish lobby echoes the anti-Semitic trope of the Jews controlling institutions and people. He made similar comments in 2002. People are scared in America to say wrong is wrong because the Jewish lobby is powerful, very powerful. Well, so what? Hitler, Mussolini, Stalin were all powerful, but in the end, they bit the dust. Um you know, I mean, other than the fact that, first of all, you know, English, not his first language, he uses the phrase the Jewish lobby versus the Israel lobby, which is probably the phrase I would use. Um, nothing nothing he said was wrong, like about his comments. I mean, we've talked uh, and detailed in, in, you know, great detail how Israel uh, has completely captured uh, both parties in this country to uh, allow them to continue their their fucking illegal occupation and brutalization of the Palestinians whose land they stole. Um, and I, I don't think that's even remotely controversial. I think, you know, uh, the media of course is going to say it is, but it's just, you know, again, it, he's a person that just genuinely took to, to heart the moral teachings of Jesus Christ and wanted to actually put that into 
you know, affect helping people rather than using that to, to molest little children. So, you know, he's, he's of course beyond the pale in the eyes of, of most, you know, media figures and polite society for having the, the, the fucking gall to do that. Well, so. I think there is one other person who uh, deserves honorable mention for uh, dying this week um, because it's just come across our news desk uh, breaking that uh, former Senate majority leader, Harry Reid, just died today at the age of 82. So, oh. you know, he'll be missed. He'll be missed. Who else is going to fucking try to try to sandbag Bernie in Nevada when he runs again? Uh, I don't know who's going to do it now. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, Harry Reid. Yeah. Senate majority leader. Uh, just, you know, <laughs> such a feckless majority leader. He couldn't get fucking gun legislation passed after that. When the Democrats had a slim majority after the fucking Sandy Hook shootings where a bunch of fucking grade school children Wait, were murdered. What year was that? Uh, 2010, 2013. I don't even remember. Hang on. Let me look it up real quick. 2012, maybe yeah a slim majority was that when obama still had 59 democrats no 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 that was that was in 2010 so this was in december of 2012 i believe they had a they still had a slim majority at that point or or maybe it was (laughs) they turned their their 59 um democratic majority into a slim majority (laughs) right by right right by doing literally nothing with their fucking majority but i mean i i don't care if you have a minority if you have 45 senators like a bunch of fucking five and six year olds were murdered like in a fucking school and they did not even like the bare minimum allegedly like, fake fucking Anthony, allegedly right well that's true that school that's true they've that's never true. proven that real people were in there and not just crisis actors crisis actors they're all crisis actors yeah um yeah so that, that that that's what i'll always remember him for uh being such a feckless piece of shit that he couldn't even try to force uh force through that sort of legislation but um yeah no rest in peace and you know r.i.p legitimately to john madden who is a fucking you know icon in sports uh and video games uh john you know madden football is is like the uh only game in town for for you know multiple decades now what did he die today i thought he died years ago too no no he literally died like a couple hours ago i saw it what yeah, dude, it's, it's just like nonstop raining Mandela syndrome. Left. No, it's just, <laughs> right. I thought fucking he died like ten years ago. What do you? No, no, about? he he uh, he retired like ten years ago, like from public life. But he, oh, uh, well, he, that's no, kind he of the same died. thing if you're old, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure, right. Now you're, you're 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 now you go you go sit in the corner until uh no no. But he uh yeah no he died he wow. just died. I, yeah, no, so. I was I I was driving across the state all day, so I I must have missed out. But uh, <laughs> there's, you know, God, Twitter is just like the the fucking like we're just forced to like 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 confront bluntly confront people's mental illness like on a daily basis on Twitter. Like the first tweet I saw under the the headline about him dying was like, oh well, you know, yeah, let's really celebrate a guy who uh proliferated uh a bunch of concussions in children by creating a video game out of it. I'm like, like really? Like that's your fucking that's your that's your fucking hill to die on is that John Madden is responsible for concussions, uh prolifer proliferating concussions in children because he created a video game out of football like uh, maybe you, th- you want to like yell at the co- commissioners in the NFL who like don't do anything and actually actively hide, you know, concussion data so that the, they can keep raking in those fucking 
you know, pro- like John Men, the only experience he's ever had in the NFL was as a player and as a coach. Like he was never an owner. He was never responsible for like horrific cover-ups like the NFL has been, you know, a part of, or for like right. ic- icing out somebody like Colin Kaepernick for taking a, a you know, a social justice stance. I'm, I'm like, pretty sure if he was a decent coach, as I'm sure he was remembered it. Oh yeah, legendary uh, coach. He yeah. would have advised his players uh to don't get hit don't get hit in the head if he was telling telling quarterbacks like hey listen if you're gonna get sacked make sure you turn into it so they fucking knock your fucking head off i'd be like yeah i don't know if you're right right but i'm pretty sure he probably told not to do that right just just people just can't fucking like contain themselves on twitter but yeah anyway yeah so r.i.p to that guy Oh uh, yeah. All right. Well, on that note, uh that, that yeah. does it for RIP us. this box wine. I'm like halfway through it in the last hour. Fucking A. Nice, nice. <laughs> All right, yeah, and we will uh see you next week. Pretty bit edge.